world we live in is constantly bringing ideas to us and asking us to consent to these ideas, which are limitations. The world is constantly asking us to consent to the ideas of limitations, right? And when we consent to a limitation, that limitation becomes an aspect of our state, our state of being, our state of awareness, our state of consciousness. Welcome to Daily Neville, where we take the teachings of Neville Goddard and we break them down piece by piece and make them extremely understandable. I am your host, Josiah Brandt, and today we are proceeding with Season 1, Episode 3, working our way through The Power of Awareness by Neville Goddard, and this is Chapter 3, The Power of Assumption. Man's chief delusion is his conviction that there are causes other than his own state of consciousness. Again, man's chief delusion is his conviction that there are causes other than his own state of consciousness. The number one thing that deludes a human is the belief that there is anything out there that can impact life at all. Anything other than my own state of consciousness that can impact me or my life. That is the number one primary chief delusion of any human being. All that befalls a man, all that is done by him, all that comes from him happens as a result of his state of consciousness. It is only your state of consciousness that is impacting your life in any way, shape, or form. Because as we talked about in episode two, consciousness is first cause. It is primordial. It is the first cause substance of everything. And it is only through arrangement of consciousness that causes any type of differentiation, right? The only difference between this and that is the arrangement of the consciousness that is the material that makes up this thing or that thing. A man's consciousness is all that he thinks and desires and loves. All that he believes is true and consents to. A man's consciousness. You could also say this is a man's state. A human state of being is all that that human thinks about, desires, and loves. All that a human believes is true and consents to as being true. The world we live in is constantly bringing ideas to us and asking us to consent to these ideas, which are limitations. The world is constantly asking us to consent to the ideas of limitations, right? And when we consent to a limitation, that limitation becomes an aspect of our state, our state of being, our state of awareness, our state of consciousness. Neville writes, that is why a change of consciousness is necessary before you can change your outer world. Rain falls as a result of a change in the temperature of the higher regions of the atmosphere. So in like manner, a change of circumstance happens as a result of a change in your state of consciousness. 
So if there's a change of temperature in the higher regions of the atmosphere, then rain will fall. That's the change that manifests out of the change of temperature. When you change a temperature in your consciousness, change an element of how your consciousness is arranged, change your awareness of your state of consciousness, then circumstances will also change in like manner. Be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind. To be transformed, the whole basis of your thoughts must change. Now, what is the basis of thought? The basis of thought is state of being. All the thoughts that you have flowing through your awareness right now, in one way or another, are related to your state of being. So to be transformed, your state or the whole basis of your thoughts must change. But your thoughts cannot change unless you have new ideas or new awareness. As we said in episode two, all teaching is, is an expansion of awareness, right? Your thoughts cannot change unless you have new ideas, which come from a new awareness. You think from your ideas. You think from your awareness. All transformation begins with an intense, burning desire to be transformed. In order to transform, you must have an intense burning desire to be transformed. Intense burning desire to be transformed. The first step in the renewing of the mind is desire. You must want to be different before you can begin to change yourself. Then you must make your future dream a present fact. You must make your future dream a present fact. How do you do this? How do you make your future dream a present fact? You do this by assuming the feeling of your wish fulfilled. Right? So remember, the state is the first cause. The state of consciousness, the state of awareness is the first cause. So how do I become different? Right? How do I renew my mind? How do I become different? How do I change myself? I start by changing my state. And by changing my state, I am assuming a different feeling, right? So I'm assuming the feeling of the wish fulfilled. So that is a state of being that I'm choosing to occupy. So how do I know what state I'm in? Well, part of it is how I feel. Part of it is what I'm thinking about, right? Because again, a state consists of all that I think about, all that I desire, all that I love, all that I believe is true and consent to, right? So part of that, that's part of it. The other part is the feeling, right? But we start with feeling. Feeling is the secret. So we start with assuming the feeling that the wish is fulfilled. We bring that into our body. We begin to feel that it is true. We must deny the evidence of our senses in order to do this, meaning that we can feel that something is true without having any evidence outside of us that it is true. This requires a boldness. This requires a daring, right? And that's a key point to make as well. By desiring to be other than what you are, you can create an ideal of the person you want to be and assume that you are already that person. Right? So create an ideal. He's talking about a mental process of clarity, getting really clear on what is the man, woman, human I desire to be. And then assume that I am that person and feel as that person. Think from that person, that state. If this assumption is persisted in until it becomes your dominant feeling, 
That's the key litmus test, right? It's, can I persist in this assumption until it becomes my dominant feeling, the feeling I feel most often? If I can do this, the attainment of my ideal is inevitable because the nature of reality is that of a mirror, right? Our reality is mirroring back to us our state of being. So if our dominant feeling is in alignment with the man, the woman, the human that we desire to be, reality will mirror back to us the circumstances that match the feeling of the wish fulfilled, the ideal of the man, woman, human that we desire to be. The ideal you hope to achieve is always ready for an incarnation. The ideal you hope to achieve is always ready for an incarnation. All things exist, all things are ready all the time. But how do we incarnate the ideal, right? That's the question, how do we incarnate it? Well, it says right here, unless you offer, you yourself offer it human parentage, right? Human parentage, unless you offer it human parentage, it is incapable of birth. So the ideal that you hope to achieve is there, it's ready, it's waiting for you, but it needs a human to embody it, in body, to offer it birth, right? Using the birth metaphor. You have to be the mother, you have to be the father, you have to be the unification of both of those ideas and be the human parent of the ideal that you are giving birth to. Therefore, your attitude should be one in which, having desired to express a higher state, you alone, accept the task of incarnating this new and greater value of yourself. In giving birth to your ideal, you must bear in mind that the methods of mental and spiritual knowledge are entirely different. This is a point that is truly understood by probably not more than one person in a million. So one in a million people understand the idea he's trying to explain right now. You know a thing mentally by looking at it from the outside, by comparing it with other things, by analyzing it and defining it. You know a thing spiritually only by becoming it, right? By becoming it. That's how you know a thing spiritually. You know a thing mentally by thinking of it. You know a thing spiritually by thinking from it. You must be the thing itself and not merely talk about it or look at it. You have to be it. You have to be the incarnation of it. You have to be the physical embodiment, the physical manifestation of it. You are it. You must be like the moth in search of his idol, the flame, who, spurred with true desire, plunging at once into the sacred fire, folded his wings within till he became one color and one substance with the flame. He only knew the flame who in it burned, and only he could tell who never to tell returned. 
just as the moth in his desire to know the flame spiritually, right, was willing to destroy himself, so must you, in becoming a new person, be willing to die to your present self. You must give up the old to create the space for the new, and you must do so in this very powerful and compelling way. You must be conscious of being healthy. If you are to know what health is, you have to be the embodiment of health to know health spiritually. You must be conscious of being secure. If you are to know what security is, you have to be the incarnation of security. Security wearing a human face, health wearing a human face. Therefore, to incarnate a new and greater value of yourself, you must assume that you are already what you want to be, and then live by faith in this assumption, which is not yet incarnate in the body of your life, in confidence that this new value or state of consciousness will become incarnated through your absolute fidelity to the assumption that you are that which you desire to be. What a sentence. Let's translate it. To become the man, the woman, the human that you must desire, that you desire to be, you must remain in absolute fidelity to the assumption. Live by faith in the assumption. So you must make the assumption. You must assume that you are the man, the woman, the human that you desire to be. And then you must remain faithful, right? You must remain in integrity to that assumption. That is your job. That is your mission. That is your purpose. You must remain faithful to your ideal. And by doing so, this new value, this new state of consciousness, this new ideal, this man, woman, human that you desire to be, will become incarnated because you have been in fidelity. You have been uh, true and in integrity to the assumption. And that is what wholeness means. That is what integrity means. Wholeness and integrity mean the submission of the whole self to the feeling of the wish fulfilled in certainty right? Incertainty, because you understand how this works. So it's a certain thing. It's not a maybe thing. It's a certain thing. You're standing in certainty. You're embodying certainty that this is how it works and that this is what is happening. Incertainty, that that new state of consciousness is the renewing of the mind, which transforms. There is no order in nature to this willing submission of the self to the ideal beyond the self. Therefore, it is the height of folly. Neville does not say these words lightly. It is the height of folly. It's the most extremely foolish thing that you could do to expect the incarnation of a new and greater concept of self to come about by a natural evolutionary process, meaning that the law does not operate itself. We are the operant power. It is foolish to believe that it's just gonna happen on its own. We must assume the state of our desired self and through that incarnate it and give it human parentage, give birth to it. 
that which requires a state of consciousness to produce its effect obviously cannot be affected without the state of consciousness. So you can't create without the state, right? The state, the state creates. So the thing that you're creating cannot be created without the state. And only the state can create the thing. In your ability to assume the feeling of a greater life, to assume a new concept of yourself, you possess what the rest of nature does not possess. Imagination. The instrument by which you create your world. Your imagination is the instrument, the means, whereby your redemption from slavery, sickness, and poverty is affected. Your imagination sets you free through this law. If you refuse to assume the responsibility of the incarnation of a new and higher concept of yourself, then you reject the means, the only means, whereby your redemption, that is, the attainment of your ideal, can be affected. Meaning that if you reject these ideas, if you reject the idea that you must assume the state and the feeling of the wish fulfilled, you are also rejecting the only thing that can bring you what you desire. Imagination is the only redemptive power of the universe. Imagination is the only redemptive power of the universe. However, your nature is such that it is optional to you. You have the choice whether you remain in your present concept of yourself, a hungry being longing for freedom, for health, for security, or choose to become the instrument of your own redemption, imagining yourself as that which you want to be, and thereby satisfying your hunger and redeeming yourself. Oh, be strong then, and brave, pure, patient, and true. The work that is yours let no other hand do. For the strength all, for, the strength for all need is faithfully given. From the mountain within you, the kingdom of heaven. That's all for episode three of Daily Neville. If you're enjoying this series, drop me a comment down below this video. Let me know your thoughts. Let me know how this lands with you. Make sure you drop a thumbs up on this video to help others find it. And if you haven't already, subscribe to this channel for more. There's a lot more Daily Neville coming. Until then, imagine wisely, my friends. And I'll talk to you all soon. If you are enjoying these teachings and you want to learn more about what I do at the School of Imagination, you can check out my website, schoolofi.org. I also have a Facebook group where I share more about these ideas. That is the Neville Goddard School of Imagination on Facebook. And you can also join my email list where I send out newsletters about breaking news from the world of imagination. <laughs>